Book Two, Chapter Five of Clara Vaughan, Volume One. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Ellen Preckle. Clara Vaughan, Volume One by R. D. Blackmore. Book Two, Chapter Five. That same evening, as I was sitting in my lonely room, yet not quite alone, for little Sally, who always did as I bade her, was scratching and blotting her best copy-book under my auspices. In burst Mrs. Huxtable, without stopping to knock as usual. "'Oh, Miss Clara, what have you been doin'? Varmer's in cruel trouble. Us'll all have to go to gale to-morrow, chillers and all.' She was greatly flurried and out of breath, and yet seemed proud of what she had to tell. She did not require much asking, nor beat about the bush, as many women do, but told me the story shortly, and then asked me to come and hear all particulars from Tim Badcock, the farm labourer who had seen the whole. Tim sat by the kitchen fire with a pint of cider by him on the little round table, strong evidence that his tidings, after all, were not so very unwelcome. "'Well, you see, miss,' said Tim, after getting up and pulling his rough forelock, you see, miss, the maester come out this afternoon in a vice sort of way, as if he hadn't had no dinner. Here he gave a sly look at the missus, who had the credit of stopping the supplies when the farmer had been too much on the cruise. What odds to thee, Tim? She replied. What odds to thee? What thee betters as for dinner? No fay, said Tim. So long as gits mine and my missus always as unready, though I said to Bill, as I best mind what dee's at boy there's a storm a comin sure as my name's timothy badcock howsomever he didn't take on a tar wi we but kitched up a shovel and worked away wid niver a word twere the tap o the clave longside the beg fuss where the bradle road cometh long twixt that the double edge and us were all a stubbin at the bushes as prancins could be a plough dikey thicky pat for clover coom some rain praise god go on tim willie cried his impatient mistress. "'Us knows all about that. Cost thee tell no quicker?' "'Well, miss,' continued Tim, in no hurry whatever, "'presently us sees ye girt big chap on turtle brown cob a-coomin' in our direction.' Tim was proud of this word, and afraid that we should fail to appreciate it. "'Dey was a-coomin', as you might say, in our direction, this big chap and another chap longside him.' Well, when um cumed wit up and spake in room of us, beg chap our spack collars out, can he tell my men where John Uxtable live? Afore I had time to spake, Maister lifts hisself up and saith, What do I want to know for my fine feller? Every bit the same as I been a tellin of it to you. What's the odds to thee? say the other chap. Thee just better keep a civil tongue in the head. I be Tom Gundry from Carnwall. And with that he stood up in his stirrups, as big a feller as ever you'd see, miss. Well, maister knowed all about Tom Gundry, and what it was a cum for, and so did I, and the boy, and all the country round, for maister garten a trouble, name for Rushland, and maybe, miss, you but heard of him in London town? I have never been in London, Tim, since I was a child, and I know nothing at all about wrestling. Well, miss, that may be neither here nor there. But there had been a dale of brag after Maister thrown all their carnishers to Barnstable there last year about vetchin this ere Tom Gundry, who wore the best man in Cornwall to throw our Maister. Howsomever, it be time for a to crack on a bit. Ah, says the man of Wood, who zimth had come back within an eye twirl might have pain for Uxtable to play skittles with our second-rate man, Chapel or Ellicombe, could have doed as much as that. 
Reckon Janucks to Bull would find a different game with Tom Gundry here. Reckon he would, saith Gundry. I had a better China burial club if there's got a Vafen family. No. Did it say that, though? inquired Mrs. Huxtable, much excited. Come now, my maester saith, trying to look small behind the fuzz. Thee must throw me, my lad, afore thee can throw John Uxtable. He be a better man, mainly, nor a be this day. But a bain't a noomer for playin' much just now, and reckon I should ort the man a ketched on. Her be that a good same bantit now, saith Gundry to the little chap, the very same as I be a tulin it now. Doth the fool suppose eh, I be rattin? I've half a mind to kick on over this edge, just the old the nag. Sober now, saith Farmer, and I'd seed he was gettin' brad in the cheeks. God knows I don't feel no carl to be hurtin' ye. I'll gie thee one chance more, Tom Gundry, as thee has to come all this way from Carnwall. Can he trot a path in thicky country, same as this here be? And with that I walked to the beg fates twice, so high as this here room in the stocks beggar round nor my body, nor the rot wrought iron. I jist scratched his two ones right and left, and twitched en up one by one, worked and get lanyard as easily as I would pull spring onions. Now will he let me alone, saith thee, so soon as I come back with this breath little quicker, a rasin of the exercise. Will he let me loan? His faith will I, saith the man of foot. Or, saith Tom Gundry, who'd been a choppin' somewhere, thee can't do a good day's work, my man, tuck that for the wages. And with that, let's fly at the master's face with a light ash stick a card, meaning to raid off afore master could come to breaths again. In a crack, Jan Uxtable set both his horns under the stomach of the nag, afore one stirrup and one behind, same as I made to this little table, and haved to an horse and man clean over edge into Master Yow's torment failed. Then with a wan eft he catched up to other chap, and sent her sprawling after him, same as if towards ear the stool under the table. I thought poor Tim, in the excitement of his story, would have thrown table and stool over the settle to illustrate it, and if he had, Mrs. Huxtable would have forgiven him. Dor, saith our master, as pleasant as could be, and I thought I should have died of laughing. Thar now, if so be the owner of Dicky Fowl did summons for trash-bash, you'd say Jan Huxtable sent the on a little errand to vend a carnisher as can do the lake to he. And with that, a whipped his ons, and a slip of vern, and took a little drop of cider, and falls to work again. Well, but Tom, asked the farmer's wife, to lose no part of the effect, what sort of hedge were it now? Tore a little hedge, maybe, nor higher than the Zettelbark? Were it, though, said Tom, thee knows better nor in that, missus. It be the beggest hedge in all the farm, with a double rolled saplin hash atop. Her max to boundary twixt the two parishes ain't been trimmed these vive year, I can swear. And how be de both on em now, Tim? I must have gone high enough to change the moon. Well, miss, said Tom, addressing me, for he had told the mistress all the story twice. Tom Gundry brack his collarbone, and sarve him straight for a brack to Phil Drascombe's, a purpose when he got in a trap. That tame down to Budmere thar, and arse get a rick of his trial, but the little chap he fell upon his hat and saved him kindly. But I heard down to Pooter Wells, 
were i good for a drap of something for my wife's stomach i heard say there's as a constable was coming for maister this very night if garishes could have persuaded un but constable saith saith he twar all along o you garnish chaps fust battery was mad and fust blow gin and without you you can show me the square drake's warrant i won't have nought to do it not i and be long gospel in devonshire and cornwall him said mrs huxtable I warrant thee never told so long as spin in thee life before, and thee's told it wonderful well, too, hasn't Miss Clara? Dooky, there be a gay of a zeller. Give Tim a half pint more cider, and thee mayst have a draft thee sell, gal. Wape at mouth first. Eh, said Tim, favouring me with a wink in the excess of his glory. Rockland day carnishers, they'll know where to weigh tonsils bart and warm next time, without no sane postuses. Footnote. Every word of Tim's story is true except as regards the names. End of Book 2, Chapter 5